quids. Mary Jane sat rapey. Fifty Randy quids. He fucks guys named Nigel. Fifty Randy quids. But also he goes to heaven on a forklift. We watch movies so you don't have to. Welcome to Fifty Randy Quades. I am your host with the most Nicholas Cage movies. I am the king of quaintness, the humblest of the humble, the prime millennial, your boy, Chucky B. Uh, and excuse with me. me. Before you move on to the rest of us, are you the king of what now? The king of quaintness. The king of quaintness. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. It's your boy. No, no, I got it. Chuck yeah, no, I knew that. I just didn't know the, the, the quaint <laughs> part. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Continue. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, my co-host, as usual, Mr. Interrupty. Oh, my name is JT Chummy Chum Money. <laughs> oh, not, not the crying machine? Uh, no, I never cried in my life. <laughs> the ultimate crying machine. There we go. Yeah. Thank you for correcting me, Mr. Spade. I'm sorry, uh, who? Who was that? Uh, and, and, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's get a, a proper introduction for our third co-host. Mr. Johnny Spade. You're not the crying machine. <laughs> this is episode 136, The Voices. And this also kicks off our Halloween three-pack. Do you call this a horror movie? Don't look at the genres. Um, I know the sheet says it's not. I'm asking you, do you consider this a horror movie when you walk away from it? I look at it as a, I want to say more of a black comedy. Well, it's absolutely that. But I, I definitely see the horror aspects of it. And like, I feel like you just change, you change the... Um, uh, if you were to shelve this in a movie, the if score. you were to shelve... You change the score in certain aspects of this movie, and it's totally I, horrible. I absolutely agree with that, but that's not what I'm asking you. I'm asking you, if you were to shelve this at a fucking movie store, would you put it in the horror section? Would you put it in the comedy section? I would put it in the comedy section at a movie okay, store. Okay, perfect. Because I would, too. It's easier to move. I would, too. Well, more more eyes on it. I'm asking for commercial purposes. I'm asking just how you would define it as a genre... And it's also got Ryan Reynolds, who is more apt, I feel, to be in the comedic section. But that's just me. I really like... I'm a, I'm a mark for Ryan well, Reynolds. We've been asking a lot of questions and making a lot of comments. And if you, as the listener, who we dearly love, would like to do the same, you can go to 50randyquates.com and let us know what the fuck is up. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know that. I always right. wanted to do that. I don't think I ever have. Johnny, did you know that hearing voices can be murder? I know that now. <laughs> <laughs> after what? After me telling you or after you watching the movie The Voices? After the movie? Or okay. during the movie? Yeah, 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 yeah. can also make you a good boy. I mean, if you would have just listened it up, I'm just going to stop before we get to the spoiler warning. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're just going to kick you guys right into this uh, trailer for the movie. The voices. Hey, Jim, give me a break. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll tone it down a little bit. You have the greatest hair, Tom, in the back. How are you doing, Jerry? They like me at work. Do you want to get a drink? There's a girl. I like her. 
Are you good with cats? No, the real question is, are cats good with me? Because they pretty much own us. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Sometimes they talk to my pets. <laughs> and they sometimes talk to me, sometimes. I get that. You're out, you league. Shush. Yeah, shut up, cat. Do you ever hear her voice? Not really. Jerry. Hey, Fiona. In her eyes, you're a ridiculous peasant. Kill her. And you will discover what it feels like to be truly alive. Don't run! <laughs> Mr. Whiskers, he makes me do bad things. You totally stopped taking the pills, didn't you? Totally. What take a check and check? Told me you're the girl lady, she drives me crazy. What you did to me. I'm so sorry. Jerry, you're a serious killer. No, he isn't. You seem a million miles away. I got a lot going on right now. Pretty bad situation, buddy. Me out to that. She makes me want to scream. Mr. Whiskers, got the warrant. Fiona, cut it out. Pretty complicated inside the human mind, huh? Oh, the best night of my whole life. What a fab cracking day to come back. You're so mysterious. It's cool. Remember last week when you said there is an invisible line that separates good from evil and you thought you'd cross it and I said, no, 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 you're a good boy? Yeah, I remember. So what? I've changed my opinion. <laughs> and we are back in the bowling alley again. Or maybe for a first time. I don't really remember. There's no way he had never been in that bowling alley before. I'll go on. Again, I'm going to stop before the spoiler warning. But us, I don't know if we've been in a bowling alley before for this, uh, you know, in this, all these movies have that we've we watched. D- 136. Have we done The Big Lebowski? Don't think so. No, I didn't think so. That's a great I movie. I didn't think so. Have we done Kingpin? Didn't do Kingpin either. But it's a great movie. God, there are more bowling alley or bowling alley movies than that, but I can't think of any off the top of my head. And that has Randy Quaid in it, right? Kingpin, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, that's um, I don't know. Dennis, Dennis Quaid, right? That what is that's his brother, Dennis sure. Quaid. Fifty Randy Quaids. He's encompassed in that. <laughs> no, he is not a Randy, so he is not. He is the singular. Dennis I bet you Quaid. his middle. I, Much less I bet you than the fifty Randy. No, Quaid. I'm gonna bet you his middle name is Randy, and Randy's middle name is Dennis. I hope so. Well, I mean, if you guys are new and you're you're hopping in on episode 136, I just want to say thank you and LOL. You know, lots of love. I also want to say congratulations. And I also want to say you got to give it to get it, and then you got and it. And that's always good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that's right. So also... We're going to talk about everything in the movie, The Voices. Or at least we mean to. Now, I want to ask a question, because I've said and stopped myself from giving a few spoilers so far. Does someone else want to spoil it this time around, or is it left to me once again? No, nah, I'm pretty sure that's just your job. I always want to check in case someone else wants to give it a go, but... I'm super I'm super bad at doing like the, the, the way you do it. With the spoilers, I feel like I either talk too long or I don't spoil anything. 
I see, and that's the thing. Like, I obsessively write down notes about things I won't even talk about while we go through this podcast. I've got almost eight pages of 16 point font notes that I printed out here. Well, double sided on the sheet. I'll say about God, I'll damn. say about a page worth of it, realistically. But the sport I just scribble stuff when I'm going. The spoiler I give is just right off the top of my head. I don't even fucking write that down or look at anything. It's just. It, it's from the gut, man. You just got to fucking spoil it, you know? Spoil your guts. But before we spoil your guts, we're going to give you guys a little warning. A little one, two, three warning. That wasn't the warning, but that's how the warning will go, all right? So here it is. You want to give us that count up, down thingamajib, Mr. Spade? Three, two, one, go. So Ryan Reynolds hears voices because his mom also heard voices and his dad hated both of them for it. So he grows up after being, quote unquote, framed for murdering his mom when they're coming to put her back in the institution. He grows up, gets out of there and he starts killing people. And then he kidnaps his fucking therapist who kind of helps him, but doesn't really help him. But after murdering three women, it's too late. And then the place blows up because of a gas leak and everyone's fucking dead, or at least everyone in the building was fucking dead. And all the evidence is also exploded. So that's pretty cool yeah and uh ryan reynolds dies that's what i said everyone fucking dies that was in the building he was in the building i'm sorry i didn't name everyone that was in the building the pressure was on my spoiler failed but also he goes to heaven on a forklift a pink forklift jesus takes him there yeah jesus Jesus drives the forklift Uh, jesus drives everything but especially a a forklift jesus jesus is forklift certified those are rough jesus man just a goateed jesus too not even a full beard (laughs) Goatee Jesus. No, but he had that he had that crown of thorns though. I mean he's Jesus. That's part of the deal, right? Yeah, it's just part of the ghetto. Well, depending on what time in his life you're portraying. He didn't always wear a crown of thorns. Like it wasn't it, Nah, can you just imagine a little five year old Jesus walking around with a crown of thorns like, yo, what yeah, it was check dear out ba- this crown. Dear baby Jesus. <laughs> it was it wasn't a fashion choice. Yeah. Like Mary didn't have him and go, sweet baby Jesus, here's a little baby crown of thorns. I'm pretty sure that's exactly what happened. Okay. He was a man. <laughs> we're, cover- we're covering that portion of the intro where we talk about everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Including the uh, the fact that this was a crime comedy fantasy movie. We were talking about the genre earlier, and it, it, I didn't look beforehand, but it was nice to see the horror wasn't even fucking listed in the trio of things here. Because there are... No, horror elements, but it doesn't play for scares in any way, shape, or form. You see everything that's happening. You know what I mean? Like kind you're not of. meant to be. If you're skeeved out by this kind of shit in general, I guess this is a horror movie. But if you are into horror movies, there's nothing scary about this at all. No, no, it's just it's just an interesting movie. Like because it's it's done completely differently than the majority of. Uh, like quote unquote horror movies. Another like I don't know want to say they're comparable, but in the same vein is the Tom Hanks movie The Burbs from back in the day. Yeah, definitely yeah. a black comedy about horror elements. And that's yeah, I feel like that is a really good comp. I, I would I would say this one kind of leans more in the horror genre, but I'll agree with that. I think only because it's it's just not it's not like a, a diehard horror movie. Like I think the saying. only reason it leans more in that direction is because it's got more direct gore in it it's not even that gory but it definitely has more of that violence and and body parts and shit than you see in the burbs it it definitely has a gross factor in certain parts of the movie well that's reflected in its r rating due to bloody violence and for language including sexual references oh yeah there were some sexual references which one like every time the cat told him to go fuck himself (laughs) 
Or if when he kept asking, is that the bitch that you're fucking? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. That cat was an asshole. Well, I mean, like like we all know when we find out later in the movie that the cat is really just him. But yeah, that cat was a real piece of shit. I guess, shit. again, I didn't, under my pressure, didn't spoil that the voices were through his cat and his dog. The cat being the bad voice and the dog being the good voice. Well, and then we we also see that he, he hears voices when it seems to be convenient for him. Because as soon as that, that I mean, we'll get to it later, but he, he gets into a car accident killing a moose or an elk or something like that. Not necessarily killing it, but it, it, like talking to him, be like, put me out of my misery. Kill me. Kill me. I don't me. think it's a matter of convenience. I just think he's off his meds and that's just what his brain does to him. The way he processes, yeah. when he processes his thoughts with his mental illness is through... I guess it's convenient for the movie. Well, convenient for oh, the for script. Sure. Well, that's the whole hook. That's the but whole it's, hook. But it, yeah, it's definitely, it, it's definitely, yeah, it's just this guy being real fucking sick and off his meds and that's just what his illness is gonna fucking do so i when i went to look up this movie and see like how it did in the united states and whatnot i found that it didn't really have a domestic uh like release pretty much at all like the only things i saw was it had um its world premiere at the sundance film festival on January 19th in 2014. And then right after that, like a couple months later, it got picked up by Lionsgate, I think that was. And then after that, like further into that year, even uh, September 11th, 2014, it was at the Toronto International Film Festival. And then finally in 2015, February 6th, it's released on video on demand. And I guess there was a really small limited release, but I couldn't find anything on the website that i go to boxofficemojo.com I, I love it when you reveal your sources hey man i've been using that one for a while it's been giving us the mojo that we need for so this was this was thing. definitely an international affair just by looking at it, it was filmed in germany like in berlin apparently where he said he was from that's where they filmed this all right that's pretty cool so i'm guessing it was probably financed filmed and released mostly to a foreign market i know that it made the majority of its money in france so out of the it because it, it made like 2.09 million dollars uh and that's all internationally and in france like i'm just going off memory from earlier today but uh, it was like 1.7 million in france and then the, all the rest is like divided up by like another eight or ten countries so, also, initially, Ben Stiller was attached to Star. Really? a very different movie. It would have been different, but I would have been down just as hard as I was down for this version. I'm glad to hear, glad to hear you were really hard for this. I, I love Ben Stiller, and I'm a huge fucking Ryan Reynolds, Mark. Ryan Reynolds wake, makes way more sense to me than Ben Stiller would. I think... It would have to be a totally different tone of a movie with Ben Stiller, though. I don't know, man. I dig Ben Stiller in this role. I'm not saying that it wouldn't be good, but it would have to be a totally different tone. It wouldn't be the same as having Ryan Reynolds. You'd have to change the approach of that character. It would be more comedic. Oh, yeah. To get some of that fucking crazy Ben Stiller energy where he's just like, 
ah, fucking ripping around and shit. Like, but would he's but crazy, would he do man. that or would he play it more toned down like Ryan Reynolds kind of does here or definitely does? I here. really hope he wouldn't because Ryan Reynolds because that would fit his character better. I think. I just don't know if I would like that movie as much as I would like this though. I want to see that movie now, <laughs> and I can't. I can watch this again, which I will eventually do at some point because I do own it. Johnny Spade, your thoughts on Ben Stiller starring in this movie? Not really a Ben Stiller fan. Oh, blasphemy. No, that's okay. We're allowed to hate here. I got like some of his stuff, I guess, but a lot of it I just avoid. Like, what's the what's the one where he's like a fashion Zoolander? Oh, Zoolander? Yeah, I can't watch that. I, it just looks those too, are like stupid. Funny, yeah, it though. just looks too stupid for me to want to watch i think they're hilarious but they are like if you don't do you like will ferrell yeah i'm kind of surprised you don't like ben stiller like, oh that's a way know. different thing though that's a way different kind of i mojo. don't think it is no, really. it's a way different kind of mojo from each guy i'm not saying they don't both do stupid Even comedy like meet the parents it's all right but i don't not really it's did you see on the, i don't watch it did you see the movie with uh jennifer aniston where he's like dating jennifer Aniston? along came polly yeah i don't think so <sighs> You gotta see Along Came Pile. That movie's fucking great. If you're great. looking for stupid Ben Stiller, that's up there. Because he does shit that isn't stupid. It's romantic too. comedy, but it's fucking have you seen, great. I have love it. Have you seen it. Meet the Parents? Okay, yeah. do you like that? Do you like him in that? It was alright. Because that's way different than his dumb shit. Uh, what about, um, fuck, what was the Fairly Brothers movie? Uh, something About Mary. Oh, that was fucking great too. Yeah, I've seen it with Cameron. With doesn't really do anything. With Cameron Diaz, dodgeball. Dodgeball's in this stupid, have, stupid camp. But I don't remember. <laughs> it's so stupid, but it's fucking hilarious. See, I fucking, I fucking <laughs> hate Vince Vaughn, so I'm out on pretty much anything he's in. Yeah, I, 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 I don't mind. I don't Vince know. Vaughn. I, I like Vince Vaughn when he's got another person to bounce it off of. It's got to be the right person. I think Ben Stiller is good. I think Owen Wilson's good. He's got to keep doing movies low. I ones. really like Owen yeah. Wilson. Yeah, we can all agree on Owen. Dude, I can't find the fucking goat. <laughs> I can't find the Google movie like a physical one. Like I go on. Oh, Best I have Buy. it. I go on Best Buy and it's sold out. Really? Yeah. The internship, I think. Yeah, yeah, internship. It's it's Vince Vaughn and Ben St- uh, no Owen Vince Wilson. Vaughn and Owen Wilson. They they get an internship at Google. And they're like the old guys trying to I get in. I remember seeing commercials like, for that or something. It's funny. It's like in order to get the job at Google, you have to like compete with all these other people who are trying to get it. And you have to like, there's like a, a randomly like assigned team. And okay, we don't, we don't like all the people that are on his we, team we are need, like, hey, oh, we got the old guy. We don't, we don't need to spoil any parts of the internship on the episode about <laughs> so about the good. voices, <laughs> listeners. We put it on the line, <laughs> <laughs> listeners. You need to go out of your way to find yourselves a copy of internship and watch it. It's fucking. You can great. buy it on DVD for eight dollars on Amazon. Do it. Oh. Just do it today. Not tomorrow. Today. I got to get that Blu-ray. I can't do DVD anymore. It's 2021. Yeah, but if it's not available, which sometimes it isn't, it's good just to grab what's available for 8 bucks. so you got a physical copy until Blu-ray is available again because shit goes out of print. Just buy it digitally. I want to have that physical copy. I can buy it digitally too, but I want to have a backup just in case. Yeah, because that digital could get fucked up. I don't remember the last 
physical movie I bought. I bought Cowboy Bebop a couple weeks ago. I still haven't watched it. Oh, I buy physical shit more now than I ever have. I don't trust streaming, man. Shit just disappears. I'm not interested in it. Yeah, if I if I have the opportunity, I'd rather own it, especially if I love it. Well, let's move along. We've been doing a lot of side talking here. <laughs> we really have. Uh, let's get into the director of this, Chuck. Yo, Mary Jane Sat Rapey. Is that a misprint? Marjane. Oh, I don't even know if that's, pronou- that's how you pronounce it. I'm guessing it's an Indian name with Satrapi, which is, I'm guessing, how you say that. But I, Marjane, I don't know. Marjan? Huh? Marjan? Maybe. It could be. Marjan Shrapi? Yep. So. I don't know. I, do I sound awful saying it like that? Yeah, it sounds better than Mary Jane Satrapi, which is what I think you said to start. <laughs> All right, so let's go on to the person who wrote this movie, Michael R. Perry. I don't know that guy. Yeah, yeah, he's Michael R. Perry. Well, sure. And then, of course, we have our star main actors of this fantastic film. Ryan Reynolds is Jerry. Gemma. Gemma Artenton. It's an R, not an N in the middle. Gemma Arterton. You're overthinking it, but you're basically there, yeah. Gemma Arterton. She fucks guys named Nigel. (laughs) (laughs) She plays Fiona. And then my favorite, Anna Kendrick, is Lisa. Let's not forget the third victim, Ella Smith, is Allison. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't write her down for some reason. I was going to just gloss over that and pretend like I just was moving on with the list. But if you want to point out that you left another person off again, be my guest. Uh, I did not leave off, last but not least, Jackie Weaver, who plays the good doctor. Warren. I'm surprised that that even made the cut. Jesus played himself. You know, that's right. Yeah, I can second that. But then we get to our award-winning IMDb breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> A likable guy, he pursues an office crush with the help of his evil talking pets, but things turn sinister when she stands him up for a date. Your best, your best Australian accent to date, hands down. Just keeps getting better. That's all I, I do hear. like how you add a likable guy he pursues. You put an extra he in there. Eh, no. You got to throw in extra words here and there. <laughs> no, sometimes. I think it really helped your flow. I think it was the right decision. Yeah, so I sometimes I like I put that like slight pause and then add a word and keep going. But we, uh, I happened to look something up because I was interested and I was already on the wiki page. Because I was trying to check more sources to see if this movie didn't have a a domestic release, like theatrical release. And all I kept finding was that it didn't. It just wasn't released. And that's interesting because there's not many movies on this podcast that we've done that just weren't theatrical releases. I think there might have been one or two Nicolas Cage movies, but I'm not even sure about that. All right, so this movie had won uh, quite a few awards. And by quite a few, I mean like four. But at the 20th annual Lestrange Festival in Paris, uh, it got two awards, the Canal Plus Novo Genre Award, the Festival's Grand Prize. So we'll just call it the Grand Prize Award. And (laughs) the equally... What? Go ahead, bud. (laughs) <laughs> the equally prestigious audience award and where was that at no that was at the same point oh oh then that's a period after that there's another 
place. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's another thing. At the 2015 Festival International de Film Festique de <laughs> Grandmer. <laughs> I'm trying. No, no. You turned fantastique into festique. Fantastique. Yeah, that's close. I'm trying at least, right? That's all I can say is I'm trying to read another language. I'm still going to laugh at it when you totally just make up a word. I don't know how to say this next one either, so you can say it however you want. I already said it. Grand Mirror. Perfect. Gerard Mer. That's what I would have gone with. Gerard Mer. Gerard Gerard Mer. You must speak like like a Frenchman. Gerard Mer. Oui, oui. (laughs) Festival International du Film Fantastique de Gerard Mer. Just like that. Sounds right to me. We had Frenchy JT hey, here hey, for a hey, moment. Hey, you know how I feel about the French. <laughs> <laughs> and there was at that festival that we all just kind of took a crack at saying they this film was granted two more honors, another audience award, and the jury award. Unbelievable. Award-winning film lost money. Yeah. What kind of world are we living That's in? That's pretty common, I think. Because, yeah, I mean... Don't a lot of movies lose money? I don't know about that. I don't pay enough attention. I'm sure a a lot do, yeah. Or at least they don't make as much as the people who invested wanted it to. So even if you make $20 on a movie with a $100 million budget, they might be like, eh, we're done with that. This could have been a franchise, but that's not... We wanted more. Yeah, I mean, we've seen franchises... Get axed winning, making money, but the but the profit margin wasn't high enough, so they just were like, "Yeah, that's what I'm saying, this. man. Let's cut our losses." That's what here. I'm saying. So let's get into the meat of this motherfucker. If y'all are ready, let's cut it up and put it in a little Tupperware. Yeah, that works perfect. And so Jerry, the main character, obviously Ryan Reynolds, he's got this like factory job. And it shows him just kind of like working at this factory in the beginning of the movie. And he's just kind of like a normal guy. And I think it's important to point out that it's all very bright and happy. And the company's main color is this bubblegum kind of pink color. And everyone's smiling and working together. And things are a little tense when his boss talks. Like you can tell he's a weirdo by the way his boss comes up to him here. Yeah, yeah. Because his boss gets like real up and personal on him. And Jerry's like, oh, you want me to, like, help set up a party? He's like, yeah, maybe Fiona will. Oh, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. I love Fiona. I need to well, see he's, We find out he's the new guy here, too, so no one really knows him. And they're like, oh, yeah, when we throw these office parties, we just make the new guy put it all together. So here you go, dummy. Yeah, but, I mean, like, his boss has kind of got to know a little bit, huh? right? Kind of got to know a little bit about this guy. I don't know. I don't know how that works. I mean, all right. If he does know about his past, he didn't tell anyone else and he's not making a big deal about it. Well, he did open up saying that somebody talked to him at first. He said it was thought it was his lawyer, but it might have been the psychiatrist. Oh, or someone we didn't meet. That's right. So he he would know. It makes sense that he would know. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I mean, he killed his mother when he was a child. I mean, she kind of... She want, It was assisted suicide, basically. Yeah, but. he's a small, impressionable child who can hear voices that only him and his mother can hear. She's already attempted to kill herself, but couldn't fucking do it. So she's like, do it for me, little baby boy. Like, it's hard to really say that he... Dude, can, that's gotta be such a fucked up that's situation. That's what I'm saying. So literally, he killed his mother, but it's hard for me to say he killed his mother. Because she was like... Yeah. What was he, like nine or something? Eleven? Ten, well, maybe? If we're if we're going by the math of uh, <laughs> the Sorcerer's Apprentice, 
so yeah so we basically we find out he's got a crush on this english girl and then we like get a shot of him going to his uh therapist or psychiatrist yeah they're i don't i think they call her a therapist throughout the whole thing and doctor we find out real quick here he's not taking his meds which he is supposed to be doing to stay out of the institution and he hears angels just like his mother did basically yeah well it's a little bit different like he hears it in the aspect of like voices i should have said angels in quotes well she did too but she turned them into angels which comes up later yeah it comes up later for him his too. his his kind of like at least throughout most of the movie that we see is uh his his pets talking to him and then we like it's also like it puts a real nice gloss on his reality because it's not only like what he hears but it's everything that he sees for the most part too it's like everything is happy and clean and in its place which is a far cry from the reality of the situation well, we're looking at schizophrenia here you know what i mean where you get audio and visual hallucinations that completely fuck with your reality oh that seems like a nightmare. and unmedicated purposefully here because he's convinced himself when he's off his meds that he's seeing reality well and then like the big thing too is like he's super depressed on top of it because he's super lonely and he doesn't that's part of like it's seemingly part of the the reason why he doesn't want to take the pills is because once he does he doesn't hear those voices and he loses that uh, interaction with his pets. So he's talking to the pets in, after the office party and there's a whole conga line and shit like that. And the cat's like, yo, did you fuck that bitch? And the dog's like, shut up, motherfucker. You need to go take a walk, Jerry. You need to get out of this right now. So they immediately set up that dynamic of cat and dog of who's on which side of Jerry's brain, the devil and the angel. Yeah. Well, we get back to the office, we'll cut back there, and this is where we first see Anna Kendrick for the first time, and it's clear right off the bat that she's interested in what Jerry's, Super into Jerry's Jerry. putting out there, but Jerry is all about Fiona. He's got no interest in, in Lisa. No, no interest at all. He's really got no interest in anybody outside of Fiona. He's there to see her only, and she is pretty creeped out by him like almost on like like immediately. As she should be. Like, she's kind of a jerk about it. She could have just been, like, straight up, and then she kind of, like, uses him for the ride later and shit. Like, uh, Yeah, so Jerry asks her out, and he's like, yo, let's go to this Chinese food place. There's a show, which is pretty dope. And Well, first, he's already gone out to dinner with all three of the accounting women. Oh, and yeah. like made it super awkward when Anna Kendrick was like, "Yo, yo, I could, I, could, I know karate. I could use a ride." And she's like, and, and he's like, "Oh no, Fiona's like, well, I could use a ride or some shit. I don't know what happened there, but basically, well, I think I think it was already set up to where he was gonna give Fiona a ride, and and that like Lisa's like, I want to fuck. Let's yeah, Anna Kendrick wanted Kendrick wanted it because she was like. You want to take me to my car or home because <laughs> yeah. I've been drinking? Yeah, she's definitely like, let me see that thing. And Ryan Reynolds is like, oh, I'm supposed to give Fiona a ride? Uh, Fiona was like, no, that's fine. I can just take a get another lift or something. Yeah, and then he's like, he's like, no, Fiona, no problem. But I'm like, dude, dude, Anna Kendrick right there. Yeah, totally dick fucking move. 
to Anna Kendrick because she's like, oh, I guess I'll get a cab then. Like, oh yeah, but I mean, at the same time, she knows that Fiona wants nothing to do with Jerry. Well, it's on that ride home that he brings up Shishan, the Chinese restaurant, <laughs> and she like doesn't outwardly say no, which honestly is probably the safest and smartest thing to do until she's not in his well, car. She absolutely plays it in survival mode as a woman who is used to men being super creepy, that she gets the vibe from the real creepers that she needs to protect herself. Yeah. And so she's like, yeah, yeah, you know, like I might see you there. And he just kind of was like, all right, well, we're going out. It's official. And he goes to accounting. Gives uh, Anna Kendrick that little, like, Shishan flyer, flyer thing. And uh, she's like, oh, yeah, I'll make sure she gets it. And he's all like, please do. Make sure. I'm just like, all right, fucking creep. Well, Fiona's just hiding in the fucking cubicles until he goes away. Because that's how creeped out she is. Yeah. And Allison's all like, no, nah, you can't go to get, like. Chinese food. We're going to fucking karaoke tonight, baby. And Fiona's all like, oh, yeah, karaoke. Like, ah, he'll get over it. <laughs> he does not get over it. Well, so they go to karaoke. He goes to this Chinese restaurant, which also has karaoke, but it's like just the same performer doing, I'm guessing every night, doing an Elvis impersonation. Yeah, it seemed to me like that wasn't necessarily karaoke. That was... Show. That was the performance. Well, then there was. Like, I want to go to this Chinese restaurant. Well, say then there was like the martial arts aspect of it too. Yeah, was that dude the guy from? Uh, he was in Wandavision and uh, Ant Man and the Wasp. He played the FBI agent. Was that him in this? Yeah, it kind of looked like him in the face. I don't think it. so. If it was that role, he's a bigger name than that. Oh, I mean, this wasn't like what this movie. 2014 so it'd be like 2013 or yeah, 2012 but are we, but are we talking about the same guy if I'm thinking of the same guy who was in Harold and Kumar no I thought he was I thought some reason and I know it's not this person but I thought Spade was referencing uh, the guy who plays uh, Jim Halpert yeah I think that is the same what? guy but I don't think it was him who does Asian Jim what in the office office he does asian jimmy has him sit in jim's desk and dwight oh how do you not remember no no, 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 no. i got who you're talking about no no i don't think it was that guy in this either no i don't think no, it was no, him no, no. for a second i thought it was his face so i was like is that the dude i thought I it would be not. great if it was no. him but it no, no, i was talking about i thought we were talking about someone totally different also how can we a hundred percent guarantee that this show wasn't exactly what it was in reality that's the whole thing throughout this entire movie when he's not on his meds because even when he's watching the the police later talking on the news about looking for a serial killer and it yeah. come, the the sheriff comes up and is like yelling at the tv like that's why i'm like was the karate really even part of the show or did he just see this guy running at him doing fucking karate? Moves? He was off his meds at this point in the movie, so I think we have to not. We don't know. I'm pretty sure he was off his meds the entirety of the movie, outside of the very beginning or the very part where he took. There's them. a portion here where we'll see that he's on him, yeah, for a very little bit, but it's not for long. 
it doesn't really you know what i mean but we'll we'll get to that so the karaoke shit it's all over and she gets dropped off fiona does by lisa let me interject for a second as i thought they show anna kendrick at the karaoke and i totally thought that she was going to end up sneaking the date and going to shishan i thought she was going to show up and then they showed her at karaoke i was like Oh, why didn't she go on the date with him? That would have actually made sense if this was like a romantic comedy. I think it was smart that they kind of kept the Anna Kendrick thing to its... Like, instead of sneaking behind, they just kind of dealt with one woman at a time instead of interweaving them with each other. Like, let's deal with him and Fiona first, and then Fiona's gone. We'll deal with him and Lisa next, and then she's gone. That also allows the movie to ramp up in certain spots, too. It would have been a cool angle seeing... Because I never even thought about her kind of like dipping out and going to the That's date. how you play it when Ben Stiller stars in it. Yeah. But if Ben Stiller's in this movie, this movie's probably just a straight up romantic comedy. That's what I'm saying. But the thing about it is because it's Ben Stiller and it's got the dark aspect to it. He doesn't do a lot of shit like that. That'd be the angle. Yeah, I guess that'd be true. Where he's just like, ah! But they don't show any of the gore. They just make it like, so I married an axe murderer. You know what I mean? You just see like the knife and right. stuff. So we get to the part where they ramp it up here, because when her car doesn't start in the pouring rain when Lisa drops her off, she goes out and sees Jerry driving by and calls out to him. She does the classic horror trope where it's like, oh, do you want me to wait until, you know, you get it started and you can get going? No, I'll be fine. And just assuming that her car is going to start because they already had shown that she dropped her phone in the water. Did we have... As we all know, phones in the early 2010s can't be touching. But she might have had a phone that was like seven years old in 2010. You know, you never know. Eh, Doubtful. Okay, sure. Just as doubtful as her car not starting here with no hint before this that her car wouldn't start. No, yeah, I agree with you there on that. But I actually think it's more doubtful that she had that old of a phone. You're a ridiculous human being, and your beliefs about technology are almost always fucking wrong. (laughs) I'm not going to carry this here from Creek Chat. It's dead and buried. This will be the last time I do it. I swear it won't be. I'm sorry. You and technology, I don't want to hear about it. (laughs) I can't can't promise that that'll never come up again. All right, let's get on to the murder here, please. All right, so he does pick her up after she does wave him down. And then she's drunk at this point, so she's kind of like, forget, oh, shit, I did blow this motherfucker off earlier today. And he's kind of like, well... Did you say she was... Do you want to go get some hot chocolate? she was forgetting that she did that? She almost seemed like she did because she... No, she knew exactly what she did, but she knows in the situation, this is... He's not so creepy that she can't accept a ride home when her car is broken down. She takes that risk. She I takes guess. that risk, so she turns on the charm and asks about for a burger because she's thinking that'll make up for the date that she avoided earlier. Well, I mean, she could have just gone to get hot cocoa like around the corner or something like that, as opposed to going all the way out to this like burger joint that just seems like it's further out. Like, I thought that was a little unnecessary, what? and that also could have just been what. Are you even talking about? What would even make you surmise that it would be so much further out? I'm pretty sure they mentioned that it was further away. Yeah, she said at the county line. I don't even see what that matters anyway if they did, especially if it's her suggestion. I just think that if you find this guy creepy and you don't want to be with him, why are you trying to go to a further distance away as opposed to just going straight home? 
But it's neither here nor there because he does divert after. No, he does not divert. They're driving, and he asks this question where he's all like, "It's like a random weird question where he's where he says something about like, oh, like the angels. Oh, it's because he he saw her looking like an angel that he goes into that. Question. I do have to point out, though, actually, it's a thing we brought up earlier, and we just kind of totally forgot in debating whether or not the county line thing is ridiculous. He's off his fucking meds, and we could just be seeing this whole interaction through his mind. Where he thinks that she's saying this, but really he's just like kidnapping her. And when they go past where she wants to go, she's like, uh, where are you going? And we just don't see that. Yeah. We just don't see it because it's all through his perspective. That's that's very possible. I'm gonna So she was like super best friendly there too. She even did the fist bump from earlier with the Oh, that's right. Yeah, but she was also drunk. So I'm kind of looking at it as the aspect of all this is legit on its face. And she was just kind of being like, oh, I'm drunk, like this guy's a creep, but like he's not he's not weird to that aspect to where I should be fearful. I think it's better, or at least for me, more interesting to think of it as all just how he's seeing it through his illness. Yeah, it's definitely interesting, nonetheless. But they're getting on like she's he brings up the because like he sees her when they're in the truck like kind of like an angel and he's like oh like you you don't like this place as much as your other home heaven and she's like what the fuck and he's all like oh like i got a trivia question for you like there's four angels in the bible that uh, that have names and then he names off three of them i think it was like michael i don't know the other names off the top of my head Michael, Jeff, and Scott, right? So we got these three guys, and then he's all like, you know, the fourth one, and she's like, oh, you're getting all religious on me, and he's like, he's like, you're forgetting that he's an angel, and then they, she's like, oh my god, look out, and then like they spin out, and then they fucking hit this like moose or elk or something, and then it starts talking to him. He's like, Jerry, kill me, kill me, please, and he's like, all right, Mister Moose, I'll I think kill it was you. just a big, I think it was out. a big buck. Uh, so a big old deer. Because he said he had a deer later. Again, who, ah, yeah, who knows? You have to see it something in this situation. Like even if it is through his mind, there are elements of it that happen that are real. I would have to imagine. Like he didn't make up that his car got hit by a deer, but he made up that it talked to him. Oh yeah, because he's definitely. Like, I'll put you out and fucking kills the deer. Blood splatters all over her. Dude, he doesn't just kill the deer. He fucking straight up like slits its throat, and the blood splatters all over the place. Oh yeah, and and then he's all like, "So do you got his name yet?" And she's like, "What the <laughs> fuck?" And she just takes off. And then he's all like, "No, don't run." And he's just standing there. With well, the wasn't knife. there that he reveals that it's Lucifer he's been referring to the whole time? As well, I don't know if he actually says it. Yeah, it was before she ran out of that. Yeah, car. he says it out loud. Or, oh, okay. Again, yeah. I think it was before she ran out of the truck, and that's what really freaks her out. Like, oh, he's talking about the devil now, and he just killed a deer. Like, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see why she is very afraid, and she's running through the forest, like freaking out, yelling, fucking running, and he's all like, "Don't run, don't. You'll get lost. Please yeah. stop. I don't want you to get hurt." And then she, like, trips and falls, and then, like, he's, like, going down, he's like, ah! And he, like, falls into her with the knife, and he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And then he just starts stabbing her and stabbing her and stabbing her, like, saying I'm sorry a bunch of times. Oh, yeah. Like, this guy is 
fucked in the head. But another horror movie thing, like, always, especially when you're still on the road, why would you run into the woods instead of just following the road? Is your idea to lose them in the woods? Well, great. Now you're lost in the woods. You don't know where the fuck you're at. You don't know shit about the woods. You've never been in those woods. And even if you do, you're not equipped to be out there in the woods hiding from a murderer for however long it takes you to get to where you need to. Like, just run down the road. You're more apt to come across something or someone that way. Yeah, it's definitely have a higher chance of running into a person on the road than you do running through the woods. Although I guess he could have just pulled the deer off of there, started the car back up and fucking followed her if she couldn't find something quick enough. Yeah, I mean, that's true, too. But then you run into the woods. (laughs) Yeah, I don't see why you don't stay on the road as long as possible. Give yourself the best chance to be viewed by other people. Overthinking the horror movie tropes here. That's what we're good for. But either way, he kills her, and then he just leaves her body there, and he goes home, and he hears from the cat. And the dog. The dog jumps in first and is like, you can just go talk to the cops right now, tell them what happened, explain what was going on, it'll be fine, you'll be a good boy. Yeah, and the cat's like, you guys are fucking (laughs) idiots. You know what those cops will do? They'll put you in fucking jail. Because you murdered her and you fucking liked it, Jerry. Just admit that you liked it. Just admit that you liked stabbing her and that it made you happy. And also, you need to go get rid of that fucking body. Oh, yeah. He's like, you want some fucking jogger running through the woods and trip over his dead body? No, you don't. Because you left your DNA all over it, you fucking idiot. Well, so he goes back out there and it's bright and it's sunny in this little like glade in the forest that he murdered her in. And he looks at her and there's like no blood on her, really. There's stab wounds. And there's there. a bunch of flowers around and there's her. There's butterflies flying all over the place. And as he throws her on this tarp and drags her out of there, we see he leaves behind a shoe and some of her guts, apparently. So we're definitely seeing yeah. into his mind when he looks at that body because the, the wounds that they show us from his perspective bear no resemblance to what is left behind at the scene you know what i mean no yeah not at all so when he drags her away what's really well we see that in the house too because when he cuts it all up and puts it in his mind we see the tupperware but when lisa breaks in later we see that it's basically just a bunch of cardboard boxes that he saran wrapped to keep the blood from leaking out so we're getting a lot of shots that are from what he sees and are not from what's reality or at least from what lisa sees yeah there's a bunch of shit in there too it's like oh we see all the mold because like at one point after he's like cuts up fiona's body and takes the head and puts it in the refrigerator his dog i think even says like maybe you should take the pills or something like that and and the cat's just like don't fucking take these well, it's, pills it's right before this that first he runs into the sheriff and talks to him and the trunks, or the body's in his trunk the whole time. Then he goes to therapy with the body in the trunk, too. Yeah. Where he comes clean about not being on the pills. And she's like, get back on him or I got to report you. Yeah. And he's like, all right, I'll get back on the pills. And he's like, it's like, should I take the pills? And the dog's like, yeah, I think you should take the pills. And the cat's like, are you fucking stupid? Don't take those fucking pills. And then Fiona's all like yelling at him, take the fucking pills. I'm in this fucking refrigerator. Take these stupid pills. And so he fucking takes a couple of the pills, washes them down with something. Milk, I think. And then he goes and sits on the couch and passes out and has a nightmare of a flashback to his childhood. 
Oh, yeah, that's where we find out about his dad hating him and his mom and shit. So he wakes up, he's all hazy and, and weird from the medication, and he sees the Tupperware, and he he's trying to piece together what the fuck went on, apparently. And he's trying to talk to the cat and the dog, but they're not responding. He's got no luck at all. Oh, yeah, he wakes up to a harsh reality. He sees what Lisa sees later. And how decrepit and disgusting his house is. Like, not only is there just, like, Everything is saran wrapped together, like all of his garbage, all of his takeout, all like like hundreds of pizza boxes, cat and dog shit all over the place in fresh, like, fresh trash bags up to the ceiling, fresh blood all over on the countertop in yeah. the carpet all over all there's blood all over his refrigerator. Well, then he goes to the fridge and he opens it up and of course it's not talking to him anymore. And that's when he fucking that. She looks like a dead, severed head. So every pill goes down the kitchen sink, and he goes and he fucking pukes his shit up. Whatever he's got in the system, now he tries to get rid of it. Yeah. And then he goes to bed, and he wakes up, and his house is back to quote-unquote normal. And I, and I loved it, because every time he's back in his world, when he wakes up, he's bathed in light again. Like, light is shining directly down on top of him from, I'm assuming, the skylight that they reveal later. And it just looks like he's back in heaven, hearing from the angels again. Like, they did a good job yeah. of, of kind of distinguishing there how he was feeling, at least. Yeah, and he goes out in the kitchen, and he's eating his cereal, and he pulls out Fiona's head, and she starts talking to him, and she's like, oh, bloody scrumptious. Mm, give me some of those Cheerios or something. And she, like, tries to bite his finger. I think it was Pip-Pip Cheerio. Yeah. <laughs> It was it was great though. They just have a nice little one two going. Well, then she's like, "I'm lonely, baby. Get me a friend." Yeah, and he's like, "What? You want me to kill someone?" She's like, "Yeah, do go it. get me Lisa." But yeah, Mister Whiskers is like, "Yeah, you got to kill. It's the greatest feeling in the world." Well, she says she loves him, and he's very enthusiastically says, "I love you back." And so on the drive to work, he's again bathed in light, and those butterflies are back in his truck, just flying around his head. Yeah, and it's what they just keep saying, like uh, Fiona and Jerry, Jerry yeah. and Fiona. Well, they give you a little, a little fright here, at least emotionally. When the boss comes up to him, he's like, "Hey, buddy, I saw you on Friday at sh- at Shishan. Like, you, s- you saw? Him? Oh, oh, yeah. Thanks, thanks for seeing me there." <laughs> And the boss has, like, a weird hesitation to that, like, why would you thank me for seeing you there? Yeah. And he's like, oh, by the way, have you seen Fiona? He's like, uh, no. No, I haven't. And he's like, yeah, it's the weirdest thing. Her car's still in the the parking lot, too. And he's like, huh, maybe she went back to her home country. No need for a car. If you go back there, huh, I'll miss her. I really liked her. And he walks away. And his boss is like, that's weird. Cool, cool. Sounds good. So we go back, and he's he's on the couch with his pets again, and they're watching animals fuck, then they're watching animals kill, and his cat is again like, listen, dude, you say you killed on accident last time. Maybe that's true, but you need to go kill on purpose this time, because you're going to love the way you look. And so he goes to uh, accounting once again, except for this time, he strolls right up to Lisa's desk, cubicle thing, and he's like, what's up, baby? <laughs> and she's all like, whew, oh, um, you know, just trying to figure out how to get out early. He's all like, well, isn't it past five now? And she's like, oh, shit, yeah, it is. Let's, uh, let's go get a drink. And he's all like, yeah, fuck yeah, let's go. 
So the whole go, time, the drink. whole time though, Allison's listening in. So we know that she knows there's a connection there. No one could necessarily suspect that connection with Fiona, right? Like no one knew that they would have met up in any capacity that night. But this, this now we got another person who's like, I can place her with him at least this night. But she thinks it's a good thing at the moment. Yeah, and so they go out. And then they've been drinking. She's like, oh, you want to come meet my cat? Because they get to talking about having their pets and stuff. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'd love to meet your cat. And she's like, she's like, oh, you want to, like, tonight? And so, like, they go back to her place. Um, or at least they're going to go back to her place. And he's like oh, let me drive down this really shady area into the woods deep into what appears to be some pretty deep woods yeah yeah and he's he pulls up to this like what is clearly an abandoned house and she's like oh what's this place and he's like oh this is where i grew up she's like oh that's romantic I'm like what's up and then he's like I used to look out this window and look at the stars and pretend they were my friends because I didn't have any. And she's just like, oh, my God, that's so sad. We should go fuck. And (laughs) they go inside. And she's, like, walking up the stairs. And that's when he's, like, kind of having another flashback to his childhood to where he, like, sees him assisted suiciding his mom. In in the process, like... He, she's talking about the voices that she hears and he's like I hear them too and she's like oh baby I know you need to never tell anyone that you hear these voices promise me that and he's like I promise you mommy and she's like now fucking kill me yeah just jab that glass deep into my neck so he he comes back from this whole thing and Lisa's like yo dude do you want to go back to my place and fuck or what and he's all like what and she's all like bam and puts the puts a big old smooch on him and then he's like, all right, cool. Let's get out of here before I cry some more. And then he puts this fucking knife on a shelf as they're walking out. And I'm just like, oh, dude, she was about to get it. In a way, she didn't want to get it. But she got it that way. Oh, the way that she wanted? Oh, she definitely did get it that way. And Johnny said something to me while we were watching the movie that I thought was really funny. So so first they like get they get to her apartment and they're starting to get down and they show her cat walking around. And also, I was like, oh, is the cat going to talk to him? But then it didn't. So then, like, when he leaves in the morning, he's like, oh, my God, we got to go to work. I got to go. He goes out to his truck. And it was just an extended scene from her view watching him go out to his truck. And I'm like, oh, are they going to reveal that her cat talks to her? But then Oh, they didn't. that would have been fucking That really would have been cool. Again, that's when you have the romantic comedy angle because that's how they bond. Yeah, but that, then it wouldn't have made sense for him to kill her. They would have had to start being a killing team. Have you ever seen the movie Mr. Right with Anna Kendrick and fucking Sam? No, but now I need to because I need to watch everything with Anna Mr. Kendrick. It's called Mr. Right. It was on Netflix at one point. I don't know if it still is. All right, well, I'll check Netflix and HBO. I own it. I'm, not right. I'm not sure. Worst case scenario, I can borrow it. Was she in House of Cards or is that somebody else? Never watched it. Never watched it. So he gets back home after this night because he's got to feed his pets. He opens up that fridge and Fiona just straight up yells at him, get me a friend. Yeah, and he like slams the door and 
then he ends up uh, going to work and making out with Lisa in like some copy room when Allison kind of barges in and she's all like, oh, you dog. But then but then we see something which as far as how I would view this movie would have to be reality and not just Jerry's mind where she asks Allison to go against all sorts of privacy concerns and give her Jerry's address from payroll. Oh, yeah, that's most definitely real. And it's like, that's a fucked up thing to ask to have someone do for you. It's also a fucked up thing for someone to do for you. And it is not doesn't turn out well, unfortunately. No, not well at all. Because, yeah, she does show up to Jerry's house later that night when he's talking to Fiona and the cat and the dog. And this is where he's all kind of piecing together. He's like... I didn't do anything wrong. Well, you guys are all trying to fuck me over. Well, they're talking about the and news report. The, this is when that news clip comes on and the cops like, we're coming for you, you despicable serial killer. Which yeah. it has to be in his mind as far as I'm concerned, because it's just one kill. They wouldn't be looking for a serial killer yet. They'd just exactly. be looking for a murderer. So it's definitely all in his head. He's already made himself and, a serial killer in his mind. He's all like, I didn't really do anything wrong. And Fiona's like, well, you did kill me. Well, the cat, And the cat's like, yeah, and you like it. Well, then the cat straight up just says, like, you know that I am you, right? And Jerry's like, yeah, 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 I know. So they acknowledge it right here. Like, Jerry knows what's going on, but he can't stop what's happening. No, yeah, it's it's definitely something for his coping mechanisms. Like, And, like, he knows he's fucked in the head, but... And he, and he wants to be good. At least that's what he says. Well, he's got those stereotypical serial killer mommy issues. He can't let go of the voices because it's how a big part of his connection to his mom. Yeah. And so then once Lisa shows up, he kind of says, like, oh, my keys are locked in the apartment. Whether or not they really were locked in the apartment, we'll never know. But she ends up breaking in. As he's trying to break in through the skylight. And that's when she's like, fuck. Like, this is awful. And then she sees the head on the fucking coffee table. Well, she's distracted at first because the dog busts out of the room. And she's just like, no, no, I can't play. But he's a big dog and he's friendly. But she's distracted from her surroundings. So once she finally gets the dog back in the room, and that's when she gets a chance to go... Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! Deep in that fucking apartment at that point too, because when she's because like she's trying to get him back in, into that back bedroom, and she's just surrounded by it, and that's when fucking Jerry's looking at her through the skylight, and he's like, no, 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 no. After she fucking sees Fiona on the coffee table, covered partially by Jerry's jacket, she, and then Jerry like comes down and like doesn't, sneaks she up. She doesn't on actually her. see anything really outside of the hair that's kind of sticking out from underneath the jacket, but it's enough for her to know exactly what it is. Oh yeah. I mean, she's got to know that that's a head. There's so much blood everywhere. Like it's hard not to think that that's a head. Plus it's got to smell awful. So bad. See, I thought here, once he drops down from the skyline, they were going to reveal that she was going to be like, it's okay, I'm a murderer too. But then they didn't. So you were looking for... I the, was, yeah, I thought that would have been a cool little twist. You were looking for the Dexter storyline. Yep. Like Dexter season seven? I just seven. thought the way they were playing her character, that that might have taken a twist like that. It would, Yeah, it would have been different. Like, Because it was just the way how they had it. that 
that view linger from our apartment. It just made it put that spin on it to me that there there was a chance they were going to reveal that she was like him. I see. I kind of thought that they were going to make it. They were going to play it out longer to where she was going to be like the one trying to like save him. But like she didn't she never really found out the extent of the issue. The first time I watched this, I was definitely kind of surprised they killed her when they did because I just figured she if she was going to be killed, she'd last she'd be the last one who did. But they straight up killed her. And I think on my second viewing, I think it was the right call. Just like, oh, no, she's done now, too. Okay, here we go. No, yeah, I mean, like, I like the way this movie played out, honestly. But it is it is definitely fun to, like, talk about different ways it could have gone. Well, this turns into another mercy killing, too, because he gets her back in the bedroom and, like, shoves her back on the bed when she tries to run out. And she hits her neck and, I'm guessing, is paralyzed or at least numbed up to the point she can't move then. And he's like, oh, don't worry, I'll help you, I'll help you, I'll, I'll take care of you, and then stabs her to death. Yep. And then we just really we just kind of see her laying next to her the him laying next to her and then like the very next scene is him putting the heads back in the in the fridge I think or no I think we see like a like like a cleaver coming down or something the, the violence in the gore kind of deescalates because on the third kill they only like give you the sound of a knife chopping you don't see anything when that yeah. comes well out. I mean like because they're they're really starting to ramp up the movie though too at this point because there's a decent amount of time between Fiona dying and uh, Lisa dying. And then after Lisa dies, it's like real fast, right? Like, like the movie wraps up real quick after that. Like Allison comes like to check up on her, sees her car in the parking lot is like, all right, well, she's here, goes up there. You know, Jerry's just kind of like, oh, well, I, I can't like, she's not going to go away. So I'm just going to let her in. Well, Boom, before kills her, puts her well, the in the reason fridge. she goes over there is because she's back in the office with two of the dudes. And they, the one guy's like, Ooh, did you ever hear about the rumors? And she sees this article about him being institutionalized after killing his mom. So that's why she's like, I got to go and see what's going on. And I'm like, you idiot. Why would you go over there by yourself for that? Why wouldn't you at least talk to one yeah. of these two guys or both of these guys and all go over there together. Or if you're that worried about it, just call the police, see what they say. At least I guess, I don't know. Well, yeah, she goes, she dies, head in the fridge, and then these two guys from work are all like, all right, or no, like... Well, first... Did they go over there, or does he go to the kidnap the therapist, or is this all kind of happening at the same point? So what happens right here is, finally, he's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. What should I do? Fiona, what should I do? And she's like, I think it might be time to listen to the cat. And all three of the heads agree. They're like, listen to the cat. And the cat's like, keep killing motherfuckers and jerry's like i don't want to do it i don't want to do it and then all the voices start going it sounds like there's more than even the amount of heads that are there he's just hearing so much and he screams and he yells and then there's silence and that's when he goes to the therapist and kidnaps her ass when he admits to killing three people yeah yeah because he's all like he's like yeah i'm not taking the meds and and she's like ah it's okay don't be so hard on yourself it's not like you killed anyone and he's like well <sighs> kind of exactly like times that. three yeah, it's exactly like that and i think this is like when the dog told him too that uh remember how i told you there was like a line that you hadn't crossed yet to you're still a good boy well i changed my opinion about that <laughs> yeah yeah and that's when he really seems to be like Super depressed by that well that yeah that's when he's told that he should just listen to the cat is after the dog's like bro I, even I have to say it's too late for you at this point. 
And that's what leads him to go wild. He kidnaps a therapist and takes her out into this field. And he's like, I need therapy right now. Tell me what's up. Like, God must love that I'm killing people, right? Because God's not doing anything about it. That's what I have to take away from all this. And she's like, no, 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 no. no. That's not at all what you should take from this. And she says some things. And he's all like, damn, therapy, 10 years of therapy in 10 minutes or something like that. 10 seconds. Well, she kind of like goes, everyone hears voices in their heads, like kind of turning everyone's inner monologue into what he has to kind of calm him down, hopefully. He does. She does like go like, hey, it's not, you know, she's like, I even do it. And he's like, really? And it's she's not like, the yeah. same. She's like, not to the extent that you, but it's still. And he's like, well, how do you like turn them off? And she's like, you don't. She's like, you just argue against them. You don't have to do what your thoughts are. And he's like, wait, you don't have to <laughs> act on them? Huh. He's also like, funny he's thing. also like, cool. I gotta go back and feed my pet, so you're gonna come with me. Let's go, girl. And that's when the dudes show up at his apartment. Yeah, so they're there. They're kind of like checking up, and like the one dude is all like, "All right, you go upstairs and check it out. I'll stay here. If he comes, I'll honk that the horn. fucking sushi douche. I hated that guy." <laughs> and so the one dude, he's like, "All right, I'm gonna look around first. So he goes to the back, and he finds. Anna Kendrick's car and Allison's car. See, that would have been enough for me. I would have been like, all right, let's go to the cops. Yeah, I wouldn't have gone Two missing upstairs. people, their cars are here under a yeah. tarp. I don't need to break in and see whatever's going on in there. I don't. I know what's happening in there. So, yeah, he goes upstairs, breaks in, opens the door. Fucking Bosco runs out. Andrew, like, he doesn't even really step in. Like, he steps in, but he just, like, kind of steps in and immediately is just like, oh, my God, and runs out of there and pukes. And it's like, yeah, I mean, like, he probably saw some of the shit, but, like, the smell alone is going to fucking smack you in the face. We're talking three dismembered bodies in there. Yeah. And who knows when the last time the pets were let out. They're probably shitting and pissing all over the place. Well, yeah, I mean, they showed dog shit in the house and cat well, shit. Even more, like... At this point, because he's been, again, he's escalated yeah. so much at this point. Who knows how much time he's out and about doing wild shit right now. And when he's at home, he's got to deal with these dead bodies. I don't know firsthand, but from what I've heard, it is not a quick process to dismember a human body. I would imagine it's not, especially with the tools that he was using, which was like a hacksaw and a machete. Just makes me think of Breaking Bad when he started cutting up bodies. Maybe we kind of think of Dexter. Yeah, but Dexter knew what he was doing. This is amateur bullshit. This is just ridiculous. And so he shows back up with the therapist, and she sees this horror show, too, and she starts freaking out. Yeah, yeah. And and she's stuck in this place. Oh, God, that smell. Like, that's all I could think about is, like, this has just got to be awful. Well, he's out looking for his dog because that dog got away. can't find it. He goes back in. Of course, the cat's there, and the cat's like, yo, you need to kill this bitch. But is this one you're fucking before I tell you to kill her? Keep that keep that going. Yeah. Then he, he hears and sees, like, the sirens and shit like that, and, like, they're all pulling in there, so he knows he's fucked. He's trying to fucking escape now through, like, a vent. But when he tries to escape, though, she says she doesn't want to be alone, so he grabs Fiona's head and leaves it for her on the table. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, that's so fucked up. And she freaks out at that. Because at that point, that's the oldest head in there. That's a, a couple days old at, at the at the oldest, or at the youngest. There, the, at the earliest. earliest there. So it's getting ripe, even if it's been in the fridge. Yeah. 
So he's like escaping through some sort of vent in the bathroom, it looked like. Yeah. And that was going down to the bowling alley, which he's like the apartment above the bowling alley. And I assume this bowling alley is abandoned or closed. It seems like it, because at any point we ever see it, there's no other traffic there, at least. Yeah. And he like hits some sort of gas thing on the way down. And once the police do breach the place... There's like a sat- static star- spark that ignites the whole place. And then we see like this final scene of him kind of like deciding whether or not he's going to just stay in this burning building. It took so long for the cops to get there. Like when those guys got there, it was daylight. And then it's fucking nighttime when the cops get there. I'm like, what the fuck took them so long? Yeah. yeah. That is interesting. Why did they take so long to get there? It just happened to work out perfectly that it turned into night and he was home at the time and while he's down in the bowling alley he's hearing these what i'm assuming is his mother's voice calling his name to come to her yeah i think it was like i think it was his mother and fiona and allison and uh lisa and when he gets there and he the dog is basically like listen bro ain't nothing left for you in this life just lay down and the cat's like we could feel like 30 more fridges up if you wanted to. Oh, yeah. He's just like, come on, dude. Let's get out of here. Let's fill these fridges and let's kill, kill, kill. Dog's like, no, nah, bro. You need to die. You need to put yourself down. And he does. He lays down and goes to sleep and then burns or whatever happens to him. Uh, and then that's when we get the musical number with Jesus and a forklift. Sing a happy song. And his dead parents. Yep. Yeah, and his dead oh, parents. Yeah. And, and Kendrick, all the women he murdered. Anna Kendrick in that orange dress. I was like, damn, I like that little 60s, 70s look she had going on in that dress. And then she's dancing. It was, in, them. It was probably the right ending for me, I'd say. Oh, shit, did we freeze? Oh, I think we froze. And we are back. Almost made it. Almost made it. All right, almost, let's almost. wrap this motherfucker up. Yeah, so as I was telling Johnny Spade before uh, we kind of like lost connection with you or when we noticed we lost connection with you, I was like, yeah, well, at least we kind of got through it. Like we're pretty much at the portion of the podcast where we're going to rate this movie on a scale of one to 50 Randy Quaid's and uh, IMDB comes in at 32 out of 50 Randy Quaid's right in that wheelhouse of the majority of the movies that we watch ending up in that 30 to 35 range. Almost everything falls, like, I feel like 32, 33, somewhere in there. Every single time, it's those two numbers, almost specifically. It's it's very common. And I'd like to actually go back and look at the records of how often that does hit. It does, at least in the last, like, two seasons, maybe, I feel like that's especially been the now, case. Now, was this your pick, Chuck? This so was why don't my you pick. go ahead and give us that rating, start us off. All right, so... It, it's pretty obvious that I've been saying this entire podcast how much I love Ryan Reynolds. And I believe we've done a few Ryan Reynolds movies. I know for sure we did Deadpool. I don't know if we did Deadpool 2 or not. But I'm going to tell you one thing right now. Ryan Reynolds, I'm giving him 50 Randy Quaid's. Because this movie is fucking great. I love this movie. Ever since the first time I saw this movie, I thought this movie was great. When I first saw it, I was telling everybody. I was like, have you seen this movie, The Voices? It is fucking phenomenal. And nobody had heard of it. 
and I was trying to figure out why no one had heard of it. Now I know why no one's heard of it. Didn't have a domestic release. Was only foreign, and it just don't necessarily know why it just didn't get a big push. But I want to say everybody should see it. Uh, you don't have to own it. If you like buying shit, buy this. If not, stream it. I'm sure it's streamable somewhere. I watched the Blu-ray that I HBO have. HBO Max currently. Well, there, you can go to HBO Max. You can watch it there currently. Or you, I'm sure you can get it for pretty cheap. Uh, but yeah, I definitely recommend it. I think we should all watch it. I I will watch it again. And that's my two cents on this movie. Johnny Spade, what about you? Thinking about the voices. Start us off saying this was an award-winning movie. <laughs> Goddamn right. It won the 20th annual Electronics Festival in Petty. Fucking something award. And <laughs> International Du Film Fantastique de Gerarme gave it two more honors. The Audience Award and the Jury Award. Goddamn right. Starring Ryan Reynolds and Anna Kendrick. I want to give it a 35. 35 Dennis Quaid's. <laughs> Dennis Quaid's? Fuck that guy. I would recommend it. I'd watch it again, especially since earlier we talked about, like, what do you call it? I guess, like, the different realities. But, yeah. Where if it's him... If we're seeing through his eyes or not through his eyes at certain points. So, yeah. JT Money hit us with it. I'm going to go with a 40 on this guy, which is higher than I'd initially thought I would go with it on a rewatch. And why I'm not throwing it up higher than that is kind of what you just touched on there, Johnny Spade, is that I wish it would have gone a little bit further with that divide between his hallucinations and reality like really hit it harder not as far as like going animation but more of that butterfly shit more of the lighting change around and they did some of it but i wish they had fully committed to it more and i understand why they did it but it would have been nice to get more anna kendrick out of the story but it makes more sense for his character for her to just die the way she does so i can't argue with it but it's still just a little disappointing but overall i thought it was really well shot too like the cinematography was really great through the whole movie like there was the one scene where he goes back to work the, the during the day and he sees the three forklifts working in synchronicity to build or t- take this down so it's this pyramid of all the fucking oh yeah they're making there. i'm all like, like i'm like dude like is he just standing there like dazed out of his mind just staring off scene i liked is when i think it was like breaking down that he was realizing that he was the voices and that he was like really was a killer and it kept like flashy like the camera kept cutting to the cat oh yeah because that cat had just fully infiltrated his brain because that's what he wanted to do based on what he was experiencing so it fully turned into cat madness by the end uh but i so i've watched it again i couldn't i could see myself watching this a third time i don't own it and i'll debate whether or not i should for a while we'll see what happens i'd say go ahead and watch it if you like black comedies for sure go ahead and watch it uh so there you go 40 the voices 50 ready quades boom so not only do we all agree that you guys should watch this but i think we can also all agree that you can catch all of our new episodes on apple Podcasts and spotify and of course our website 50randyquades.com next time on 50 randy quades the second movie in our Halloween three pack, episode one hundred and thirty-seven, Suspiria, the 1990s or nineteen seventy-seven version. Did I say that correctly? Suspiria. It's the JT Money pick. 
Oh, I did ho- say it correctly. For our Halloween season, I feel like this might be a divisive choice when it comes down to whether or not it's liked. I, I'm going out on a limb because I I don't know if you're gonna either of you will like this if you're if you're on board for it, Johnny Spade. At I the started time of watching recording. the new one. Mm-hmm. So I didn't finish it. This is like a three hour movie. I really love the new one too, but this is not that at all. If if you didn't dig that at all, just know this is a different experience entirely. True for for our our listeners too. If you've watched the the newer Suspiria, because it's not a remake, it's just kind of like a reimagining of the idea, which is why I like it so much because it doesn't try to be the original in any way. Uh, but the original is fucking wild. I love it. Nineteen seventies Italian horror films, man. Hmm. Giallos and shit. I'm all about them. So we'll see how it plays out. I hope everyone enjoys it. We will see how it plays out. Uh, do Fuck. you know how we can watch that movie? I have it. <laughs> I, doubt, I don't know if JT's. it's... Uh, you guys are more than welcome to come and watch it. I have a Blu-ray and a 4K version of it, actually. Because the 4K came out relatively recently, I guess. So I had to upgrade. For sure. So if you guys... it's one of For me, it's one of those movies. Like This is one of, maybe my all-time favorite horror movie. It's at least in the top three. So, you know party at my place i don't know if it's i had honestly never heard of the movie until you had told me months ago that this is what we were doing for the pick i could see that does it involve witchcraft absolutely cool <laughs> all right so until next time we watch movies so you don't have to peace, peace out, out.